wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. This episode has been a while coming, sorry. Um, I'm sure you're all in the same boat as me, just trying to keep it all together at the moment. <laughs> it's a difficult time for everyone. Um, I'm busier than ever with all the online work that I do because um, I get a lot of questions, emails and messages every day. And, um, you know, there's a lot more people home at the moment cooking and um, needing help with food and recipes and homeschooling questions as well. And um, so, yeah, I've been mostly answering questions, but also Elise and I have been um, running our seminars online, which has been very exciting and lots of fun. Um, for those of you who attended our live stream seminars, we hope you enjoyed it. I think I think you did because we got lots of feedback and it was so fun having the chat box on the side there and we can see your questions coming through and we're answering them as we're speaking and it's been amazing. Um, it's very sad not to be able to go in person to these places that we wanted to go to um, this month but it's also really fun to be able to do online seminars because we just um, get to we get to meet people that wouldn't wouldn't otherwise have gotten to a seminar. So we've had people in New Zealand and other places overseas and country areas of Australia that haven't had, that don't get many seminars. So it's been great. So thank you guys. But yeah, it's been heaps of work because um, we have been working on eBooks and cooking videos and um, all sorts of things for the seminar attendees. So whew, busy, 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 even though um, I'm staying at home and not doing anything outside of the home except for going to get groceries <laughs> now and then. Um, yeah, it seems like I'm busier than ever, but it's a good busy. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to find some ways to cut back um, on busyness in my life. I know all of you understand what I'm talking about and especially um, if you've listened to any podcasts or the seminars with Elise and I we talk a lot about reducing stress and I think when there's a lot of um, stress going on around you like there is at the moment with the whole coronavirus thing um, it's almost like you can't you can't think clearly you can't it's I said to a friend of mine it feels like I'm wading through molasses sometimes like everything seems to take longer and everything seems to be harder at the moment um, but there's also good things, so I'm enjoying just being home with the family, although all of the family except, actually all of the family are still um, doing work at least part-time, so um, we all, they all have the kinds of jobs that are still going, farming, my husband's at the hospital, my, yeah, my kids are mostly in farming or um, my daughter works one of my daughters works at a motel that's still open so yeah it's um there's plenty going on for all of us um in this podcast Fuad and I want to share some ideas for cooking um while you're staying at home and isolated or um you know 
staying just with family and you, but uh, the questions that we're getting are things like how do I keep up with all the cooking because with everybody home they just never stop eating and I totally get that because it's the same here <laughs> um, we're getting questions about um, people needing help with healing food ideas and fermenting and how to stay on a healthy diet or a GAPS diet or a special diet when you're really struggling to find the, um, the source, the ingredients that you need, um, how strict you need to be and do, is it okay to have carbs and, you know, all these questions that um, people are asking. We try to answer a few of these on the podcast this week. Um, I'm really sorry we didn't get all the questions answered. There was a lot of questions um, sent in to us. But what I'm going to do is start answering a lot of these questions in my videos that I put on my Instagram and Facebook stories each day. Um, I find it, I, at the moment, I feel like I just want to um, slow down even more and reduce all the things that I'm doing and focus on a few platforms. And I'm finding those story videos really helpful for people um, because I can just quickly answer a question on there or, or demonstrate a cooking um, technique or demonstrate a recipe um, or chat about something. And it's not difficult for me because I don't have to edit and muck around. I can just video and post. Um, and then to save those videos, what I'm doing is putting them, collating them into um, longer videos for IGTV and Facebook. Um, and I might start uploading those to my YouTube channel as well because I find that that's a good place to keep things as well. So if you do have any questions or if you have recipes that you'd love to see me demonstrate or things that you need help with, techniques um, or tips or just, yeah, questions about food and healing with food, please send me an email to help at quirkycooking.com.au and I will endeavour to get an answer to you via my videos <laughs> and um, I do answer emails as well. But yeah, I hope that you're all going okay and you're coping with life as it is at the moment. Um, in this podcast, Fuan and I take quite a light-hearted approach and just have a catch-up because we don't get to talk very often these days and um, we share some of our tips for cooking at home and ways to keep the family fed well and to boost immunity. So I hope it's helpful and please do contact me if you have any questions. Help at quirkycooking.com.au. Thanks so much for listening guys. Well, so, how, so how's Joe. it going at your place? Ah, oh, Joe. Yeah, beautiful. The Blue Mountains in autumn, you know, like what more can you ask for? Are you getting outside a bit then? Every day. Oh, that's good. Get out every day for a run or a bushwalk and, uh, you know, just um, seeing all the beautiful people here on the street also walking. That's yeah. happening a lot. A lot more people on the street. Well, that's sure. good. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people with their dogs or with their kids or just exercising. Mm -hmm. getting out of course keeping social distancing rules yes. and regulations in place yes don't go like you know we say hi from across the road 
Mm-hmm. Um, cars slow down when they see two people walking past each other because they know one of them is going to go on the street. You know, it's like that kind of mm. stuff. Yeah. Well, that's good. How about you? How are you doing? Good, good. We've got a, a, a street chat group now. And um, (laughs) looking after each other and the the little kids up the street draw pictures on the driveway with chalk for everyone. And, you know, neighbours up the road put in the chat group, there's a bag of mandarins on the end of the driveway if anyone wants some. And, um, you know, we check on each other and see if anyone needs something when we go to the shops. Mandarins mandarins are in, are they? Wow, I haven't had a mandarin. Oh, there's citrus. Citrus is happening up here. Yeah, that grapefruit tart. Oh yeah, I did buy some the other day, and the lady at the cash register said, "Oh, I have heaps of these growing on my tree." I said, "Ooh," I said, "Well, I don't suppose you want visitors right now?" And she said, "No." (laughs) She'll throw them at the visitors. Yeah, she just told her my address. She could drop them off. But yeah, I do love those ruby red grapefruit. Mm, Yum. Pretty delicious. Will it work back? Tired from lunching, if we work with a normal grapefruit, I guess so. But the ruby reds are just so sweet, yeah. Yeah, pomelo, pomelo might be good. Oh, yeah, or lemonade. Mm. Mm. I suppose it doesn't matter because you're you're making a jelly and putting it over, so it makes it sweeter. You just make a jelly without the fruit, yeah. But we've already gotten into the podcast. I mean, look at us, we're talking about food, we just can't help ourselves. (laughs) I'm starting to get hungry. No, you just had lunch. Oh, it's three o'clock. Three o'clock. Yeah. I have two lunches. You do? I think that's the problem with being at home. People are having two lunches. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm being really good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, my diet's actually improved. Oh, that's good. you know, it's, it's a crazy thing. So much has happened since you and I last had a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know we've been a bit slow with it, but oh well. there's been a lot going on. A lot going on. I lost yeah. my job. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was stressed for the first week. Woof. Yeah. And um, then I decided not to stress. I was like, oh, don't stress. I'm like, okay, why didn't I think of that in the first place? Because so, <laughs> I just found that. Said and done. Yeah, I was like, mm, well, this, this is not really helping, is it? Just mm. like being this frantic, stressy guy. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't that frantic. But I was sort of stressed. I started looking for work and stuff like, oh, I need a job. Yeah. And then, I was like, uh, then, then what happened was my friend uh, who owns a fig farm down in Ural, mm-hmm. who no longer can sell through Everly Markets and Blackheath Markets. Yeah. He said, man, like, I can't sell anymore and I need a website to sell this stuff from. So I like spent a day on Shopify and I wrote a uh, website for him, which is mm-hmm. figlicious.com.au. Say it again. It's like figlicious. It's like figlicious. Fig. Yeah. It's like instead of delicious. Figlicious. Yeah. I love figs. Yeah. I don't and, suppose and, he uh, posts them to far north Queensland. He posts in the Sydney metro region, right. so unfortunately. I don't okay. think they allow, do they allow import? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. But he makes, like he grows incredible figs. He does, I've had them oh. before. Mm. So good. Yeah, and uh, so I created this website for him. I was like, man, I really enjoyed doing this website. Um, just this day was so much more enjoyable doing something for a small business than a whole year that I've just spent at corporate, you know, mm. doing other stuff. And, wow. 
So I was like, ah, I just, uh, I need to do more of this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, maybe some uh, opportunities will come that way. I'm sure a lot of people at the moment look, are looking for help with their IT as they transition into like a work from home situation or they want the website done or... Yeah, or, heaps of people. There's, yeah. there's so many people talking to me saying um, I've never had to do, like for instance, people who are exercise instructors, suddenly my friend Emma is suddenly having to put together a website yeah. and do online classes because that's the only way she can make money right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot of people need it. So, guys, if you need a website, make a living. Make a living. Make that's, a living. I think that's yes. what people really need to focus on: is making yeah. a living, mm. like not making money. That's what yes. I'm focusing on. I'm just making, like, my focus is making a living. I'm not yes. actually charging premium dollars or anything like mm. that. I'm thinking, you know, like these people are in as bad a situation as I am. Yeah. And if I help them and they help me, then that's great. Like, I'm not going at it with like the usual IT rates. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, which, yeah. Which kill. Yeah. and um, But it's understandable in a functioning economy that you mm. charge for, you know, what the market's charging. That's understandable. Yes, yes of course. But this is not a standard economy. You know? No, it's just you know, like, a different time. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm lucky if I can make enough to sort of live and eat mm-hmm. and pay exactly. for my bills. Oh, I'm happy. Yeah, so, same. So that's where it's at. Mm. So I was just de-stressed a lot once I sort of made that realization. So now with my spare time, I'm just doing a lot of training on things that I've really wanted to do for a while in my, in my oh, profession. And uh, yeah. I think that's the same that I've, I've talked to a lot of people who've had to um, change their focus with their work. And mm. um, it is, it's very scary and unsettling at first, but then you start to find positives in it, don't you? Um, absolutely and even for myself like Elise and I were doing these seminars and they were supposed to be live and you know it was it was going to be so fun because I was going to go back to where you know back to where I was born for my birthday and do a seminar there and I, I was all excited but then yeah we had to change to online and and actually I'm really loving it because I'm deep down a bit of an introvert and a homebody. <laughs> no, I'm an extroverted introvert. <laughs> Deep down because you ate an introvert. <laughs> no, I do love being at home and I love peace and quiet. And yeah, I that just, doesn't make you an introvert. Okay, but I don't enjoy being around big crowds of people usually. <laughs> I don't mind at the seminars, but it does exhaust me. Yeah. And I think that's one of the symptoms. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's, seminars are very exhausting. They are exhausting, yeah. And just, but being, if someone says to me, "Would you rather come out for a party tonight, or would you rather go to bed early with a book?" I'm going to say, I would rather go to bed early with a book because that's just what I love. Well, doesn't it so, depend on the night? Like, is mm, it every night? Like, you go home? Really? Is that how you feel? Mostly, yeah. I'm afraid. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's probably what it is. Yeah. I just. I get. I get. Don't say some morality, Joe. Stop you from enjoying yourself at a party. (laughs) Whatever. I enjoy myself at parties, but I just don't want to go to them too often. Obviously, Obviously you'd rather be home with a book. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so I'm kind of not really bothered by being at home at all. Yeah. No. And changing the way that I do things. And I'm sure that I'll enjoy getting back into seminars again one day. But right now I'm kind of I'm kind of just enjoying hiding away. Yes. It's and, a good uh, 
for most of us, isn't it? And I think it's it, it's good for us all to focus on, you know, what's important and slowing down and all these things that we say that we should do, but we find it hard to do. Yeah. Slowing down and resting and spending time thinking about things and, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, for the first time in history, everyone's at home. Yeah. Like, and uh, so there's not, it's not like there's a fear of missing out on something. No. I think like nothing's happening. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's part of it that makes you feel more content because it's not just you. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's mm. good. It's, a, it's like a nervous system reset for all of us. We just are always trying to do more stuff and more as well stuff. as well as a bit of an environmental reset. For the oh, yes. the Earth's the getting a break. <laughs> like they've spotted dolphins in Venice. And the, I heard that was fake. Is that true? Well, I saw the clear waters in Venice. Yeah, the clear waters is true. Definitely. I heard that Wuhan has seen blue skies for the first time. In yeah. Like How amazing is that? Wow. Hmm. Well, a lot of people and a lot of people are turning back to the old-fashioned way of cooking and gardening and preserving and fermenting and growing things, which I think is really cool. No, for sure. Yeah. For sure, because, like, you don't really want to sit out the next few months if you have to be here in uh, isolation eating dried goods and canned foods no way that's the last thing you want especially when there's a lot of good food out there if you there's and there's a lot of delivery services like in falcon bridge um there's a fruit and veg shop which is delivering and i think every tuesday thursday and saturday oh that's cool that's great deliver yeah thank god for deliveries oh so good yeah i've had a few bits and pieces delivered. We still have to go out to get um, fruit and veggies and that kind of thing, but I just do a once-a-week trip and then because it's it feels like a giant effort because you've, I wear gloves and I do the whole, you know, get home, wipe down the inside of the car, wipe down the doorknobs, wipe down the outside of the groceries. Wow. So I'm a bit, yeah, I'm very... Careful with it all. Yeah, I'm trying to be really careful with it all. Just, um, yeah, we've still got a few in our family that have to go and work, and we're just trying to be as careful as we can. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to that extent of like sterilizing everything. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't sterilize all my veggies that I'm going to cook with, and I just wipe down outsides of packets, basically. Yeah, Yeah. like some people are are washing all their produce in soapy water and drying it in the sun, and I I just feel like if I'm going to cook it anyway, it's going to be fine. Uh, I'm just chucking everything in the bin once I bring it back to the house. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cheeky. Forget about it. <laughs> just forget it. It's all too hard. Intermittent fasting. I'm just yeah. going on water. <laughs> well, we know that you can do that for a few days, but I don't know if I can. Uh, well, let's let's answer some of these questions because you know we've got a lot of people. Have, no way. I've what? Got, I've got questions for you. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay. Our our questions are like we firstly don't like this is the formula we've all we've done this for decades now. <laughs> decades. Sure. Okay, I'll sorry. Ask me okay, so, ask me questions. What are you having for breakfast these days? 
Oh, okay. Well, sometimes I have leftovers. <laughs> sometimes it hasn't really changed for. Yeah, right. Okay, so that's good to know. Tell yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mostly eggs, a bit yes. of bacon. Yes. Now and then a bit of sourdough. I guess that has changed because now I can manage a little bit of sourdough. And I'm hoping to start learning to make it. I did try years ago and it was kind of not awesome. But I'm, I'm really wanting to learn how to make it as long as I don't go crazy with it and eat it too much. Well, doesn't the thermal mix need for you? Oh, it's not so much the kneading. Um, it's, it's well the, the starter. Yeah, and just keeping it and getting the bread sort of not too heavy. Like I remember my sourdough being really heavy, but um, a lady on Instagram is going to help me and oh. she's going to teach me. So that's Can you cool. Send down a loaf. I'll try if if it works. By the time you get it, it might be Why like are you a brick. A good quality flour. Well, I haven't ordered any yet. Um, that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping to get into this. Oh. So she's about to start. Yeah. helping me work it all out and send me a starter and everything. Um, but probably um, either source bulk foods. The, basically you can buy locally to you from your local source bulk foods store and get it delivered. I've done that. You can't buy They deliver the source? Yep. Mm -hmm. You can't buy from the online store. They've closed that. Oh. But you can buy from your local sure. store. So you go on the online website mm -hmm. and you find what you want and you put it in an email and send it to your local store. So I I've done think, I've um, done that. There's like co-op in Katoomba, by the way, guys, if you in the Blue Mountains. They mm. yeah, Katoomba co-op. Yeah, that's a nice one. Farm, like that's what I want to get because I really, that's what I used to buy. <laughs> Other than that, I'm just eating normally. Okay. So... Yeah, lot, we're still getting plenty of good produce here and, yeah. and I, that's never been a problem. We haven't, like, run out in our shops mm -hmm. of produce. So, And I have my bulk orders of meat and seafood, so yeah. that's all good. Beautiful. Um, plenty of You eggs. know what I'm making these days for, for breakfast? What? Do you still sell those uh, nut milk concentrates on the Yeah, 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 the basis, yeah. Yeah, the basis. Yeah, um, I might need to buy some almond but, one from you. Yeah, they're um, good. Yeah. Can I get a special price? Yeah, you can. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> but what I'm doing is I'm putting bananas and I've got this um, really good quality protein powder um, mm -hmm. called Prana, which has like uh, probiotics and reishi mushroom in it. Oh. It What's it like called this. again? Prana French Vanilla. P-R-A-N-A. P-R-A-N-A. But that's the French vanilla version. I put that, I put that with bananas mm -hmm. and I put the hemp seed uh, and I put peanut butter, salt, and, oh. and then I put mesquite powder. Mm -hmm. You use mesquite, don't you? Yeah, it's caramel. Can you tell people what mesquite is? It's, it's, like, it's, it's a, a tree. Lady. Yeah, it's a mesquite tree grows the pods on it and they it's like a legume yeah and you grind up the pods dry them and grind them up and it tastes like caramel yeah malty kind of it's mm. mm. high protein yeah that's so good you don't need a lot of it like a teaspoon of that will give you a lot of flavor i used to always add it to my bliss balls because it made it kind of oh, caramely chocolate that's it's a really good idea. yeah i need bliss balls without coconut oil by the way because sophie can't have coconut oil and you just make it with um, cacao nibs and you don't need any oil because it makes its own. 
It's got the cacao mm-hmm. butter in it. There's a recipe in my quirky cooking cookbook. Okay. Um, yes. Yes, it's a good book, Helen. Yeah. All right, I'll have a look. Okay. And, but I need coconuts. Yes. Oh, everything's hard. I know. <laughs> you can't just dash down to the shop no. for one thing. It's like that's too hard. hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah. All right, so that's, that's a great smoothie, Joe. And last meal until lunch. So good. You should write it down for us. It sounds good. Mm. Yum, yum, yeah, yum. And uh, so, like, and your meals are the same? Nothing's changed with your meals? Yeah, I guess it has changed because we're relying more on pantry items mm. as well. So, so fresh stuff? Still plenty of fresh, but bulking things out more with right. um, things like rice and lentils and yes. um, beans and things like that. We're, we haven't eaten many legumes for the last five years yeah. since we started GAPS and now yeah. we're having legumes probably every day or two. Yeah. Um, and we, we have had rice right. for the last couple of years, but not, like I've tried to kept, keep it minimal. Yeah. Um, so I'm try- making sure we don't have, you know, the really high carb foods every day. Yeah. But some days. Single ingredient foods as well. You're not using. Yeah. Yeah. Packaged stuff. But well, sometimes I have tinned beans. Sometimes like when, when I went and did stocked up my pantry a little bit and the last couple of times I shopped, I bought some tinned beans because I thought, well, they're just handy for last minute. What I'm finding difficult. And I think from what I've, heard other people say a lot of people are finding this difficult is keeping up with all the cooking when the family is mostly at home Uh, it seems Mm. like everyone's eating more I guess because a lot of times when everyone's out and about and working they're buying stuff while they're out or um, they're not home for every meal and suddenly the family is mostly here for most meals and It's just like, you've got to feed them. And, and I'm still doing just as much work as I've always done from home, plus trying to cook more than ever because my sister's not here to help me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been spoilt it's for too job. long. You have. And, you know, this is a dose of reality. Takes you, <laughs> you back to, you know, to those days. Back to my you, roots. That's right. Your sister wasn't there. She only just came like two years ago. Two years ago, ago yeah. So now, you have yeah. To, now I, I have will. to. And and I'm I'm realizing how important it is to make double batches or even triple batches of meals whenever possible. It mm. just makes such a difference. Yeah, this yeah. Is, this is a great lesson. Mm. Like double, double up, man, double up. It doesn't yep. hurt. It's the same effort almost. You just like what chop an extra couple of onion and carrots, but we yep. Yes. So do you want to read a question? Yes. First, First of all, let me just read this really great comment from Nadine. I thought this was really good. She says, this isn't recipe related, but it might help someone. Maybe for a lot of people, the reason that they panic bought at first is because they rely solely on the chain stores. Living in a small town and eating as well as I can, I've had to turn to independent shops, butchers, farmers to source my food and save some money over the last few years. I think if more people, first of all, knew this was an option and secondly, took the time to do it, it would be great for society, our health and our economy. Because I buy bulk, it's made it easier to keep up the food supply to my two hungry teens. If I was new to this right now, it would be overwhelming for sure. 
However, it's a great time to research local produce, maybe by asking someone, asking on your local sell swap buy page if someone has bees, then chat to them about who they know, then who they know and so on. Um, and someone else commented on her comment and said, my mum taught me this growing up. When I met my husband, he was astounded that I would shop monthly and use most of my Saturday morning tripping around to independent businesses. Not only did I save money, I was also supporting people and their families. I still like to shop like this now, 20 years later. I totally agree with these two comments. Um, I've been doing this for years and when people were online saying, I can't find any eggs, I can't find any chicken, I can't find any... Um, mints, I can't find any sausages. I was like, oh, I'm not having any trouble. And I realized it's because I never shop at the big chains. I don't shop at Woolies. Um, my, my little tiny grocery store in my local town sells local produce. My butcher sells local produce. My fishmonger sells locally wild caught fish. We've got local eggs. We've got local everything pretty much. And so, well, most things. And um, I never the only thing we ran out of in our shop was really the toilet paper and tissues kind of thing, but we're pretty good with that now. So yay, go find the small, small shops. Mm -hmm. I I don't know about that. Like like I agree definitely in principle, what she's talking about is amazing. And and Mm -hmm. you should be doing that. And it's great. Like local economies and uh, supporting the farmers and all that. But I think a lot of people panic bought. Now I don't want to use a panic board. They bought a lot because, they thought, you know what? Like, I don't know how long this is going to be, and I also oh, yeah. know the severity of the isolation. Like, I don't know if I'm actually going to get a chance to go out there and, and buy stuff. And that's know. fair enough. Yeah. So then they went and bought a lot of stuff, and they're like, okay, well, I'm stocking up in case, for instance, for the next three, four weeks. Yes. I can't leave the house. And really, the more time you spend indoors instead of going out to the shops these days and meeting with people, mm, the um, better. Yeah, the better because you're minimizing your risk of actually getting contaminated with. But I think what what she what I'm trying to say is, when people go, there's just none. There's nothing. Uh, there's no eggs. There's no chicken. Right. I can't make those recipes. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, my chicken farmer. I I emailed him because I know yeah. him personally, and I said yeah. to him, "Can I make an order?" And he dropped it off yeah. to my door. You know, and yeah. so it's kind of hard in say Sydney Metro. It is, yeah. it is, but you can still find little. Sometimes you can find the little stores yeah. that okay. still have quite a lot of stuff because not a lot of people know about them. <laughs> okay, okay, for sure. Yeah. Like for instance, I know um, in our town there's like a Middle Eastern food supplier called uh, um, Oriental and Continental. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you can go there and get pretty much anything. Yeah, from from there. I've taken you there, you know, all the yeah, yeah, I remember it was amazing, all that kind of stuff. There, they even sell, you know, eggs and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's sources of food everywhere. It is yeah. the supply chain has sort of been impacted for sure. And I guess yeah. we usually take a lot of people take the easy route and just go to the big grocery stores because you can get everything at once, and it is easy in normal times. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's sort of what well, I think what. Nadine is saying is it's time to branch out a little and find those little places and those That's right. And this is, this is part of creating resilient systems, you know. Mm. We talk about, say, permaculture and you have like things like biodiverse systems that create mm. resilience because of the biodiversity. You have, um, you know, instead of having a monocrop of apples and every, mm-hmm. all your apples will die because of a single disease, you've got your apples and your pears and your cherries and your... Uh, uh, companion plants and herbs and things like that and mm. if something gets sick 
like you know in this and the metaphor here is like if Woolies gets emptied out mm-hmm. you still have other options yeah um, but you know we we are definitely getting a wake-up call to put more of an emphasis post-COVID to go into the direction of more resilient systems, yes. both in the way that people spend, but also in the way we build these systems for mm. to make them more available as well. Definitely. So, yeah, and, and I think this is really like one of the biggest things that will come out of COVID if, if we sort of come out in the right attitude is to have that kind of awareness. Yeah, and I know this. See, this has happened to us before up here because every year we get the cyclone season. Although we haven't really had it this year, um, and oh, imagine, imagine this during bushfire uh, season. Or, or, I know, I know. I, oh. I have imagined. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, we haven't had any um, this year. But in other years, when there's been a big cyclone on the way, the the big chain stores just get emptied out really quickly. And I remember mm. one year. Our little well, we've got this beautiful local IGA that buys local produce, mm. and um, they still had heaps of fruit and veggies and eggs and everything when we had, you know, the last cyclone. Whereas the yes. Woolies was emptied out, and that's um, so strange. Okay, and it was so because they could still buy from all the locals, yes. um, and that's you know a lesson, I guess, that we really should be supporting our local farmers and producers because. They're the ones that are going to look after us in these times. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. And they make the more nutritionally dense fresh food. Yeah. Like, like not come from who knows where. That's right. Mm. Yeah, Jojo. All right, another question. Okay, Bye. so um, shall we have a look at Lisa's question? She says she would love some GAPS tips while on quarantine. Um She's still in early stages of intro and um, she needs some encouragement. Her husband needs some encouragement from you, Fuad, <laughs> um, because he's trying to heal from Hashimoto's and trying to stay on a good diet while in quarantine. So, so tell us some things about what you've been making in your family. I know it's not particularly GAPS, but... Yeah, I mean... I, I really these days um, I'm doing a lot of exercise mm-hmm. so I'm a little bit more liberal with eating carbohydrates because I'm sort of burning more glycogen and um, I find I feel good when I'm eating more carbs so the carbs that I'm eating are sort of sweet potatoes um, like I do a lot of this the, the following dish right mm-hmm. and I, this is one of my favorites I'll boil some quinoa and mm-hmm. then I'll dress it with some olive oil. I'll put some barberries or currants in there, some mint, parsley, coriander, and some uh, herbs and uh, some spices, like um, mm-hmm. a bit of um, cumin, a little bit of turmeric, um, salt, and, and I toss that, uh, olive oil, maybe a bit of lemon juice sometimes, sometimes not, because I some, often serve it with the tahini sauce, which is mm-hmm. tahini, lemon juice, and uh, salt. Yeah. And then I'd have roast veggies on the side of that. So I would have uh, the uh, potatoes and sweet potatoes and carrots and onions, and I would toss those with cumin and coriander and turmeric mm-hmm. and paprika, and I'd roast them like that. And then so they'll, they'll come out. I roast at 220, uh, not 180. Um, and it's amazing yeah then next to that i'll put something fresh so i'll have a leafy green and then i'll have a ferment like a sauerkraut and then i'll have a little bit of protein maybe sometimes Mm -hmm. i don't i don't always need 
a lot of meat. I'm actually like, I'm not feeling very meat heavy these days. Yeah. Um, but I do eat a lot more eggs. Um, so I'm having, sometimes I'll fry an egg or two or three mm-hmm. and have it with that. The kids love this kind of food as well because they get to pick and choose things. That yeah. They yeah. Yeah. And um, they don't like the quinoa salad, but mm-hmm. they do like the veggies. And then um, they, they like sauerkraut and pickles. They'll eat that too. That's good. Um, yeah, and um, unfortunately, I'm not drinking as much broth as I should be. Mm-hmm. I should have uh, stocked up on some uh, stocked bones. Up. Yes, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. <laughs> yeah, so, but um, yeah, most of my my diet is plants and uh, and a little bit of meat and. Uh, I don't want to eat too much meat if I'm like meat, muscle meat, if I'm not drinking a lot of broth. Hmm. And just appetite was, I don't know, like I just haven't felt like eating a lot of red meat and chicken and things like that. Mm-hmm. I do still eat it maybe every once every three days, but two to three days I'll eat some okay. meat these days. Yeah. Um, and um, But I'm really enjoying eating lots of vegetables. And mm. I, I don't know, like... I've had a, a big year and um, last year, you know, I put on a lot of weight like, because mm-hmm. of my stress and all mm-hmm. sorts of things were happening in my personal life. And then when this kind of settled down, I started eating more vegetables for some reason. I remember Elise saying like, the body needs vegetables when uh, it's detoxing. Yeah. And I, I think I'm going through that at the moment. I'm going yep. through like a de- detox phase and my body's just saying, hey, eat a lot more veggies. And that's what mm. I'm focusing on. Yeah. Well, that's good. So um, what's some ways, like I know with Hashimoto's, it's an autoimmune disease and you really need to keep inflammation low. Have you got any tips maybe for um, Lisa Tubby for um, that kind of food that, what what because I know you struggle with infl- inflammation and what kind of things would you recommend to eat? Yeah, so um, like when you look at inflammation, like this is a common occurrence in the body. So um, you know, we a lot of us, all of us, have some form of inflammation, mm. and there is a level of inflammation which is hormetic. It's good for the body. It helps the body to continue to be healthy. So it's, it's not about removing, like it's not a war against inflammation. Okay. And uh, in, in sort of herbal medicine, they don't talk about anti-inflammatories. Um, they talk about, you know, bringing inflammation to a healthy place. So mm-hmm. it's not like, again, they, there's nothing against it, but it's like br- bringing it down to... Kind of like the microbiome. Yeah, that's Balancing right. the bacteria, balancing it, the inflammation. Totally right. Hmm. So um, we, from a GAPS perspective, autoimmune, whatever the type of autoimmune is, it's a manifestation of poor gut health. Yeah. So that's that's the GAPS perspective, is, is that they say you have a poor gut lining, which is allowing larger molecules of food to get into your bloodstream and triggering an immune response. Mm-hmm. And the immune response is attacking your body tissues um, in his case, it's uh, the thyroid. Um, and uh, those, that's creating a state of chronic inflammation, which now has become uh, out of control. The body's not going to go down to a baseline of uh, that's not inflammatory mm-hmm. um, unless you assist it. So, um, so what we think about in terms of GAPS is the heal and seal method which is um, you take out all the f- foods that trigger uh, inflammation uh, 
So that's the grains and the nightshades and the dairy mm -hmm. and um, all sorts of other stuff as well. Legumes get taken out in early stages of gas. And that starts the process of decreasing inflammation because you're not putting the inputs that are crossing the, crossing the, the gut barrier to get into the bloodstream. So the body's immune system isn't now overreacting to these molecules of uh, food that are entering it. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're not going inside that. So and I'm, I'll, I'm going to this level because this is really important for uh, immune system in general. And I'll talk about why that's important uh, and relevant to everyone, not just someone with Hashimoto's. But, so this is the, the first line of defense, is to remove the things that are causing the body to trigger. Then on top of that, you go, all right, well, we've got that happening, but now what do we abstain for from all these foods all the time or what do we do like what am i going to eat water you know like what? <laughs> and gaps has a list of foods which is from the the most nutritionally dense and least inflammatory foods that's what they start off with mm -hmm. things are easy to digest they don't cause inflammation and they help the body heal this is this is the the trio that they that is thought about in gaps. So then, what happens is the food that you're eating on early stages of gaps is helping rebuild the gut lining. So then it doesn't have those big holes in it that are allowing the food to cross into the bloodstream. And it's from there when your gut lining starts sealing, it'll always be porous. Its job is to be porous, but you just don't want it to be too like the 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 pores to be too big. Um, you only want the small fish to pass through the fish, not the large fish, you know, that, mm -hmm. that kind of perspective, uh, until they've had a chance to be digested and broken down to non-inflammatory molecules. Um, so, so from there, um, the, the gas perspective is also to, after some time, after this has happened and inflammation is somewhat under control, is to introduce the, um, the foods that are going to repopulate the gut with beneficial bacteria. And this happens um, through eating things like sauerkraut and kefir. Uh, we just did a great episode on kefir. Uh, mm. uh, and organics. Yeah. Um, that's really worth listening to. Um, and, and things like kefir also modulate the immune system through their biochemistry. So this is something that not just through the, bio, the biology of the, of the bacteria that you're eating, but also through the chemical compounds of the food that you, you're eating, it starts modulating your immune system and bringing down inflammation. And this is the, the, core, the core line of attack, basically, against um, autoimmune diseases. Mm. So the, the bacteria is really important, and the nutritionally dense, non-inflammatory food, healing food is really important. Um, so how, how do you do it? Like Jo went through this process with her entire family mm. um, and it's a, it's a difficult process. It's not easy. and It's not easy to do when you're stressed out and inadvertently when you're going through gaps, you're doing it because you're stressed out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's but. why you've got to take it slowly and um, especially in times like these, I think you have to have a bit of flexibility. Yeah, totally. And, and even 20%, 30% extra care to your body yeah. goes a long way. You don't have to go 100% gaps stage one. And but it's in that human nature, though. We want to do everything perfectly. And so oh, it God. stresses us out even more. 
yeah, nothing mm. can be done perfectly. But no. you know what's really interesting is that this advice isn't just, as I was saying, for someone with Hashimoto's, but what we're talking, talking about now with COVID mm-hmm. is we're talking about people who are in risk categories. Yes. So people who have uh, the compromised immune systems, people who are elderly uh, on, on polypharmacy. Mm-hmm. They have a, they're taking a lot of medication. They have um, uh, different, uh, different diseases at once as well. Comorbid- mm-hmm. comorbidity as well so these things are um risk factors and you know people who eat a whole foods diet and they look after hey Sophie, i'm on the phone okay you need to use my <laughs> toilet or what are you doing okay Sophie, my seven-year-old just walking <laughs> can you close the door behind you please baby thank you <laughs> she didn't close the door. She nodded, tried to close the door, um, <laughs> and left. Uh, so, where were we? Yeah. So, so this is the the time really where if you look after your immune system, and let's say you get a chance to do it for a month or five weeks or three weeks, whatever it is, and COVID continues to spread, and you know. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but if you're exposed to it, then you're in a better position to fight it off. That's, yeah. that's the, the whole aim. And we know that from other viruses, that people with stronger immune systems. So this is really the, the aim at the moment is, like don't aim too high in terms of curing your illnesses. Like you can, obviously, you can work on that. But these are stressful times. A lot of us are stressed just by the nature of them the thing that's happening and I say just look after yourself to the best of your ability I've been drinking a really delicious mushroom tea um, this this one uh, I think has sold out I buy it from a place called Willow and Sage Apothecary um, I'll put the sh- link in the show notes um, but they used to have something called an immunity blend which is an incredible um, mix of mushrooms all like they all help the immune system to regulate itself. I'm having a couple of cups of that a day. It tastes like a, a chocolate uh, drink. It's if you mix it with just almond milk and honey, it tastes like a like just drinking hot chocolate. Um, but um, I think there's another company called Super Feast. If you can't find the one with uh, Willow and Sage, um, Willow and Sage have uh, a really high quality product and less expensive as well. But I think mm-hmm. they've run out. And um, yeah, or every everything that you can do, like for instance, getting out in the sun, if possible. Like yeah. every day that it's sunny, I'm going out into the sun. Yeah, same. Uh, I'm getting vitamin D supplements, even like the sublingual stuff um, that you just spray under your tongue. You can get that from um, Go Vita or places like that, and that's really really important. Mm-hmm. Um, vitamin C, upping that is really important. Yeah. Upping zinc is really important. These are very well-known traditional medicine approaches for uh, supporting the immune system. And the, the more resilient your immune system, the better. Yeah. Um, that's my perspective on it. Mm. How about you? We, what do you do? Well, we found that um, like when we were on early gaps, just eating the really nourishing, nutrient-dense foods just made such a big difference to our immune system. Like I used to get colds all the time. 
and it really changed once I started working on the health of my gut. Um, and so one of the main things that I'm doing is getting meat stocks into as many meals as I can and getting as much fermented food in as I can and a, a wide variety of fermented foods. So I've been fermenting everything for it. <laughs> Not uh, everything, maybe. but I've been doing... Um, I, People that have been following me on Instagram will be tired of hearing about this, but um, I've been fermenting garlic in honey. Um, I've been, I hear it's delicious. Yeah, it's good. I Like we always did it chopped up, you know, for colds mm. and sore throats and I'd just have a jar of it in the cupboard and eat a spoonful. And I, I'm actually, I'm not sure if there's any difference to whether it's chopped up or it's whole. I guess not. Um, I kind of like it chopped up because it's easy just to have a spoonful with the garlic. Whereas when you just eat a whole clove, it's kind of potent. I think they're chopped up. I know from cooking yeah. that when you chop up the garlic, it creates these protective molecules, um, you know, like the, the stuff that stop it from oxidizing. That's right. Uh, and um, Or reduce oxidization. And apparently they protect the uh, healing properties of the garlic from breaking down during cooking. Not that you're cooking it, but I think, you know, the yeah. more healing molecules, well, the better. I am sometimes adding the fermented garlic to cooking because it's also beneficial cooked as well as uncooked mm -hmm. in different ways. Yeah. Um, but I just love eating the honey. I just, I love it. It's, Ooh. it's um, got a beautiful nice flavor. Yeah. I don't mind it at all. A couple of my mm -hmm. kids can't stand it, but they'll eat it if I make them. Um, How long do you ferment it for? The, after a week you can start eating the honey and they say it's best the garlic itself is best after a month, but you can eat it any time. Mm. Um, and then some people have said that they've had it going for like, like a big jar of it for a couple of years, up to four years, and it just gets better and better. So that's keep interesting. Honey and garlic well, I'm not sure. I need. I I did ask Sharon from the fermentary about that, but she hasn't gotten back to me. I need to okay. find out because that's what I wondered. If you could just keep adding honey or if you just need to make a new batch each time i'm not sure you mean if you add honey you probably need to add garlic yeah yeah so it might be best just to make another batch every couple of weeks if you're using a lot of it yeah, yeah. yeah. um but i got a bit i've had that going i've got a fire cider um fermenting it takes a month to ferment so that's got fresh horseradish um yeah. fresh turmeric ginger garlic chili onion, I've got ruby red grapefruit in there, rosemary, vinegar. Um, so my sister and I made that one. Awesome. It'll, be, it'll be ready in another week. So can't wait to taste that. It'll be a bit potent. And someone else told me that they made it as well and then um, strained it all off and mushed up all the stuff in there. And I think they... I can't remember if they said they froze it or dehydrated it and they just add it to soups and stews and things. So that's another great... This is, I think, what um, the guys from um, Fire Tonic do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They, and there's so many different recipes. Yeah, um, they use that leftover stuff to make relish. Oh, is that what they do? They okay, yeah. Because relish out of it. That's a good idea. I'm sure we'll think of something. My sister's been making all sorts of things in her quarantine kitchen. <laughs> she's sending me photos and I'm just like, ah, oh, I want to cook with you. I miss it. But she's making things like tamarillo chutney. And she lives on a property that has heaps of gardens and really interesting um, food growing. Um, it's a, an, old, an older guy who owns the property and um, for the last 50 years or something, he's been planting stuff. 
and yeah. she's getting these fruits and things that she doesn't even know what they are. He gives them oh, to her and, and she's like, oh, I don't know what to make with this, so I'm going to make a chutney or a jam or whatever because oh, it's like so tart. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. And she's sending me all these photos. I'm so jealous. I'm like, you, you, won't, you will not starve on that property. <laughs> Go get some from her. Yeah, she's, that's where I got the horseradish and got oh. my own turmeric growing now. Uh, do you? Yeah, it's, I've got heaps of it in the garden. It's, it's, it's very bushy. Oh, does it grow well, does it? Oh, beautiful here. But when we, when we moved to this house, it was growing in the backyard already. Leaf? I'm going to Google it. It's like leaf. a big, wide, well, yeah, Google it. I can send you a photo can if you, you like. Oh, I, have, I haven't heard that you can. You just usually eat the root, just same as ginger. Um, can you eat ginger leaves? <laughs> you eat um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, uh, I don't know. It doesn't look yeah, like it. They don't look anyway, terrible, no. but I've made um, five liters of sauerkraut. I've got five liters of red cabbage sauerkraut juice um, in my crock at the moment and another three liters of green sauerkraut cabbage juice in another crock. And I've got, yeah, just like fermenting everything I can. So I think I feel like that's like my, my um, natural medicine that I'm mostly focusing on is the stocks and the ferments. That's pretty good. I've got and, kraut and kombucha going. Yeah, I need to get the kombucha going and the kefir. I, I do have water kefir, but I need to get milk kefir going. Yeah. Yeah, so there's lots that you can do. And really, they're so inexpensive to make. Like, all, I think people get caught up with the feeling that they've got to be complicated and that you've got to buy cultures and all of that, and you really don't. Like we just have salt, water, and whatever fruit and veggies <laughs> in there. Um, yeah, you that's don't. like carrots like, yeah. are a really easy four-day ferment, I think. That's right. Carrots, salt, water. <laughs> and salt water, which is called brine. Yeah. And, and because they've got a lot of sugar, they ferment quickly. Mm. Yeah, I've got yeah. fermented carrots too. forgot to say that. There you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when people have asked in the questions um, about things to boost your immunity and saving money, well, there's ferments and also meat stocks. If you can get your hands on some chicken carcasses and chicken feet and some meaty bones, get those stocks going because they're going to give you a big bang for your buck. <laughs> A nutritious, a nutritious bang for your buck. Yeah. Another thing that I'm doing, um, you know how you said about um, cutting down on the meat, I'm trying to do that too because I find I get, when I'm in a hurry, I tend to eat more meat because it's just easy. Yes. Um, so what I'm trying to do is really bulk out meals with heaps of veggies as long mm. as we have them. And... Um, you know, like I said before, some legumes and things. So last night I made a six-litre pot of chilli um, and it was in that six litres there was one kilo of mince. So yeah, the rest was like beans and pumpkin. and Yeah, like ground up sweet potato, carrot, um, zucchini, onion, garlic, mm. beans, tomatoes. Um, I'm going to your place. <laughs> to, like there's no joke. No, like I'm salivating. <laughs> I put so you, I actually thought of you for one because you, I thought you would be proud. I put so much spices in that chili. Oh, it was so good. It is so good. You're the still queen. I love you, chili. Ah, thank you. 
I kept adding more and more cumin and um, more and more smoked paprika. It was like, but it, my kids were like, this is spicy, but it's so good. I'm like, yeah. yes. And, and then, the longer you cook it, the better. Yeah, and it was really rich. And I find that if you make a really rich sauce like that, you don't need much on things. And so um, you may only need like half a cup per person with a heap of like shredded lettuce, tomato, avocado, maybe some corn chips if you're okay with them or rice some grain, good. yeah, rice, grain-free tortillas, which we made those as well today. Um, another thing that I'm doing with the, and then making a few meals from that. So I've got, we had the like burrito bowls last night. We had a little bit in a wrap today, a grain-free wrap with avocado and veggies and cheese and sour cream and stuff. That was lunch, just yeah. one each. That was enough. Um, and then for, I've got some in the freezer and for another meal, I'll make like, um, a tamale pie, which is, um, a layer of chili in a casserole dish and a layer of, um, like a, it's kind of like a cornmeal. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's not quite cornbread cause it's, it's thicker and heavier, but it's like a, a crust made with cornmeal. Is it crunchy um, or is it soft? It's a little bit crunchy on top, but it's sort of soft and almost doughy underneath. Is that all you can do with cornmeal? Because I've got some cornmeal. Oh, I can send. Well, you've got the recipe. It's in my quirky cooking cookbook, the Tavali pie. It's a good one. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I I, what did I make with cornmeal the other day? It's, it's kind of like you kind of like make polenta and then you put it over the top oh, and then you bake you it. polenta for cornmeal? Um, you use, well, you use polenta. Okay, because I've got a cornmeal. Like, it's like the same kind of thing, really. It looks different. Maize Polenta meal. It looks shinier. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but maybe. Maybe that would mm. be nice. Huh? A little bit yeah, of, and, mix, and I mix some corn kernels through the chili for that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Capsicum, if you got it. I did put lots of capsicum in my chili as well, I forgot to say. You say capsicum or capsicum? Mm. Capsicum with an I M. <laughs> just checking up on me, aren't you? Uh, yeah, just, just making sure. <laughs> Do you say tortilla or tortilla? <laughs> I, I, I say tortilla. Tortilla. Paella. Paella. Anyway, there's lots of things that you can bulk out meat with. So um, another thing that I've been doing is making is like a chicken stock and then making like my healing chicken soup from my blog, but without any chicken pieces in it, just with the stock and heaps uh, of veggies. I feel like you're far, you're chicken far. Yeah, I actually mm-hmm. did buy all the ingredients for that as well. But now mm-hmm. I have run out of stock, so I've got to make more. Yeah. Yeah, Sweet. because those, those are really nourishing um, meals without spending heaps of money on That's meat. Right. That's right. You do have to chop up more veggies, but you're home, right? <laughs> I've got nothing to do, man. Actually, I have so much yeah. to do, but anyway. I'm just studying on domain-driven design at the moment. And ah, fun. Yeah, and exercising <laughs> and then cooking some meals. And that's, that's me. That's good. Well, for those of you who are also time poor, um, I, I, I understand how overwhelming that can be because... When I first started cooking this way, I found I had to get up an hour earlier in the morning to chop all the vegetables I was using um, because I was also homeschooling and running a business. And I know a lot of you are in that place at the moment. You're at home 
doing all those things. So, yeah, it's it's all about learning to um, to I guess put your priorities in place so that you go okay. If we're going to have to cook all our meals, we're just going to have to spend a little bit more time in the kitchen, and the whole family is going to have to get involved. And that's that's what we ended up doing. People want healthy snack ideas for the kids. Lauren, Jennifer, Tina. They all want snack ideas. Okay, you the little kids. You talk about little kids, young children. Um, my kids, what do, I, what do we give them for snacks? Well, we, we're not a very snack-oriented house, but for apples and peanut butter, perfect snack. They yeah. love it. They, they love eating that. And it's filling. It. Yeah, it is. So you've got the sweet, crunchy apple and the fat from the peanut butter. And um, these are readily available items, just so super easy. The kids like them. We eat rice crackers at home, mm-hmm. so uh, we put a bit of a rice cracker with some topping on it. Like, um, what my, my girls will have, like maybe some jam and butter, um, or they will have, uh, you know, like <laughs> more peanut butter, or um, <laughs> also, also ham. Ham is a really good one, like, we get a little bit of ham and on rice crackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah have some cheese with it and uh, I'll just put some pickles next to that and they'll crunch on some cucumber pickles they love cucumber pickles mm, mine do too they're a little bit sweet the cucumber pickles they love them a lot so that that works really well um, I have a an open uh, fruit policy mm-hmm. so if the kids want to have any fruit at any time unless it's meal time they can go and grab fruit anytime they want and so I make sure the, the fruit already always stocked up they yeah. never run out of it um you know sometimes they have a sweet tooth so i'll give them a little bit of dark chocolate uh, we don't have milk stuff milk chocolate at home but sophie mm-hmm. doesn't she can't have it um we eat some leftovers sometimes i'm, I'm making the the grain-free bread these days so the grain-free bread um it's um, like to be put out and then they'll eat some of that just uh, you know like whenever they feel like they'll put whatever toppings they want on it mm-hmm. um, that's all, all available and I'm also like I'm also making things like I made like a pumpkin pie filling the other day without the pie itself yeah so just like you know cinnamon and nutmeg and coconut cream and, uh, and I put it all in the same way with pumpkins and I cooked it down and I added some almond milk and gelatin and uh, some maple syrup and um, I think also some brown sugar and um, then when I when it cooled down I set it in the fridge and became like you know like a pumpkin pie filling so it's like semi-firm like a pudding like pumpkin a pudding. pie pudding yeah they, they ate that delicious and I also made a um, a gluten-free cornbread with that cornmeal that mm. I was about. so that one I woke up early in the morning. I put everything like there was. I just googled cornbread recipe, and um, I think, yeah, oh, gluten-free cornbread. And I came up and I found a website that had it, but it had eggs, and I didn't use the eggs, and it had things like milk, and I just used almond milk, and it turned out great. Really, really nice. good. I also have a recipe for that in quirky cooking. Gluten-free, grain-free. Gluten-free. Well, it's obviously not grain-free. Cause it's uh, sorry, I mean uh, egg-free. I think it has egg. Eggs, yeah. That's so, what did you do instead of the egg? Nothing. No, no. So, what? Didn't go crumbly? Uh, it's crumbly when it's hot, but when it cooled down, it was fine. Oh, that's good. It was great. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, and it, the recipe was like asked for some brown sugar, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that, and turned out really really sweet. Which so it was like a cake, ah. and they ate that. They loved it, and um, these are you know I'm not I don't have like predictable snack ideas. No, uh, no. Well, yeah. at our place, I generally almost always have roasted fruit in the fridge. So just whatever fruit is in season or around, I pretty much roast it with a bit of honey and vanilla and then that's in the fridge. And then they have that with yogurt, plain yogurt. Um, Or um, sometimes they'll just do the um, peanut butter on some rice crackers. That's Simi likes that. Um, Leftovers is probably his main. Simi is 20 and he still eats like, when does that teenage boy thing slow down, Fouad? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he has probably, okay, he has a main meal for breakfast, lunch and dinner, plus he'll generally eat another main meal about 4 p.m. I don't know what to do with that child, but anyway. Yeah, so I mean, that, obviously <laughs> that's, that's, you know, sometimes kids just want to put something in their mouth. They're not really after anything. Yeah, true, true. I, it's like he'd probably survive without it, but he's um, definitely yeah. a, it's not so much snacking as it's just mealing. <laughs> but anyway, other than that, we do um, sometimes make like I make my pimento cheese spread and we have that with celery sticks. Mm. We do bliss balls and peanut butter chocolate fudge. That is the best. And that's just, yeah, so good. Um, they'll do cheese and do you remember ages ago? I remember you telling me. Um, I think it was you saying that when you did keto type food, you did a slice of cheese with a slice of butter on it. Was it you telling yeah, me that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so addicted to butter now that I can have it. Butter and carrot. That's a great. I haven't had that butter and carrot. Okay. <laughs> butter could be a really good dip. Like if you just you know just eat it with. Stuff. Yeah, Anything. like add some parsley, coriander, <laughs> stuff like that. Just butter. That would be amazing. Right? Yeah, why not? Like a cream cheese dip, but just instead of the cream cheese. <laughs> but yeah, we keep it pretty simple. But Isaac will quite often just go and pile a heap of almonds onto a tray because I buy almonds in bulk and oh. he'll go and roast them and then he'll just munch on those. That's his main snack. Yeah. Um, yeah just plain, roasted. Beautiful. Um, you're, you are a bit of the the hummus guru, and aren't you doing a hummus demo tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still not sure how how I'm going to do it. Like, <laughs> take a video. Maybe what I'll do is I'll take a video for every step and then put it together, or something. Like that. Well, you can always do what I do and just take your videos straight onto Instagram stories, and then so I'll just say like people okay, just so watch your whole stories. The hummus. And then you don't have it filming when you're not doing anything, see? Well, that's, like, what, that's what I'm, yeah, because, like, it's going to boil for, like, a couple of hours. Yeah, that's right. So you just, yeah. when you're actually doing something, you quickly film that, put it on your stories, and then we can all watch it as you go. And then, uh, is that what happens? Like, yeah. I don't know much. I'm not a social media. Guy. I'll help you. Yeah? All yeah. Right. Thanks. So, Fawad's going to show you guys how to make his hummus. Yeah. And it is the best hummus you've ever tasted. I'm wondering should I make it like the super super traditional way, which is like using a mortar and pestle, or should Ooh. I uh, should I do the thermomix way, which comes out super smooth and amazing? Well, 
It's up to you, but I think people will most likely use a Thermix or food processor. Oh, okay. Yeah. But if you want to just do a little demo and show a little bit how to make the traditional one as well, that would be yeah. interesting. Sure, why not? Yeah. yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah that will be cool. I'd like to see that. Do you remember that time Simi um, said to me that he had a dream that he was hungry and he had a dream that you were coming down from heaven holding a bowl of hummus for him? <laughs> <laughs> I love Simi so much. He, he loves your hummus so much. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's what I think of whenever yeah. I think of your hummus. I'm a hummus sapien. That's my joke. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, oh, someone asked about dairy-free ice cream in the Thermix. Okay. Oh, this you has have to, to be the last question. Okay, last question. Dairy-free ice cream in the Thermix. Go. Uh, frozen banana ice cream. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Yeah. But, but there is also your awesome dairy-free ice cream from Dairy free ice cream and food. And food. That's really, really good. If you've got um, kids who say, no, that's not real ice cream about the banana one, although most, mm. most kids love it. I think Dave Asprey has a recipe called get some ice cream or something like that. That's like a super high fat ice cream mm. um, and uh, made with cacao. It's a chocolatey one with lots of egg yolk. Mm, the, yum. It's like since Sophie was born, we've sort of been very egg deprived in my family. Yeah. She can't have them. Um, but yeah, using egg, like using egg yolks will produce really delicious, luscious ice cream. The more fat you put into the ice cream, the better because it stops that crystalline st That's structure. Right. Yeah. Well, I still, I think my favorite ice cream now is just making Russian custard and adding butter to it and then freezing it and you don't have to churn it and there is no ice crystals. That's not dairy free. Yes, it is. Oh, the oh. butter. Sorry. You can, you can use ghee if you can handle ghee. Well, you don't have to put the butter in it really. Yeah. Don't use Like you can just... You can just do Russian custard and freeze it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you use butter in it, it just is so much nicer. Russian custard is a life-changing food that recipe, right? Yeah, it's the one with the egg yolks, yeah. You use a lot of eggs and the egg yolks, and it's amazing. It's an amazing. Product. And the egg whites you can use in all your baking. Um, any cakes or biscuits, really, you just use two egg whites for one egg instead of one egg. Like in your cakes and breads. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so that's how I use up the egg whites. Oh, just drink mm -hmm. it down like Rocky Balboa. Yeah. No, can't do that. I don't know if Rocky actually ever drank eggs, but I think he did. <laughs> the next podcast is going to be about kids and, well, partially at least, about mm -hmm. kids. And yeah. school okay. at home and, school. and okay. how to cope. Now, we didn't answer all the food questions, but um, I will try and get something up on the blog because I have got a lot of stuff written down for ideas for snacks for kids and things that I've never gotten onto the blog. I've, I've used it in talks and handed out handouts, but I haven't put it on the blog. So I'll try and do that and then I can let you guys know that it's there. And, yeah. Uh Guys, if you need IT support, <laughs> <laughs> I know a, a highly qualified yet unemployed guy who's very nice. <laughs> especially, especially good at um, healthy websites. <laughs> if your website has, uh, you know, is an ethical, if you've got an ethical business, yes, that's where I want to put my energy.
Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I'd love to. I'd love to be able to help people during this period of time. Well, I will, I will pass on your details to people who I know need help because I, I do know of a few that need help with websites right now. Well, I'm, I'm there. Okay. I don't have my shoes on, but I'm there. That's all right. You don't need shoes on because you can work from home. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joe. Thank you so much. Hope that was helpful, guys. Have a great week. See you guys. Happy cooking. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.